0: This is Shannon Lynn, and you're listening to the Dialed In Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us here today on the Dialed In Podcast. We have a very special guest, Lydia Ramcharan. Lydia is known in the Winnipeg community for offering full moon meditations and presenting on meditation and various wellness topics. She is a master Reiki practitioner and has been using the power of energy healing to help for over 18 years. She added intuitive angel card readings into her spiritual and wellness repertoire and is creating her own deck of guidance cards to better help more people on their life path journey. Her background as a speech-language pathologist, film theater actor, and general life experience has created a well-rounded understanding of the many challenges people endure occupationally and emotionally and mentally. She has recently joined the team at Wellness News Choices for Healthy Living as their brand executive and with their partner, Wellness Works Canada, a not-for-profit organization bringing wellness into the workplace as their customer relationship coordinator. Empowered with this opportunity and her wisdom, Ligia has developed a loving passion and purpose to help in the healing process of all individuals and in the planet. I'm very, very lucky to call Ligia a friend of mine. She has helped me so much on my healing journey and is one of the most amazing, compassionate, loving, giving people I know. And it is such an honor to have her on the podcast here to talk about Reiki. So we're going to talk about Reiki, the benefits, a little bit of the history, and then after we're done, I'm going to fill in a little bit more about where Reiki comes from, and a few more details on where you can find Lygia and get involved in her many amazing offerings. So without any further ado, please help me welcome my amazing and dear friend, Lygia Ramcharan. So thank you so much for joining us here today, Lydia We're here with uh, Lydia from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, you are a Reiki master, energy healer. Can you give us some background on how you came about the modality of Reiki? So what is your story? Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast as well, Shannon. <clears throat> I uh,
1: It's a very interesting um, background because I had been I was married previously and I think I was starting to progress a little bit in my spiritual evolution um, and I started to find that my stomach was bothering me and I know a lot of our a lot of our uh, greatest ideas and our intuition kind of start from our gut so I started to realize that you know, this is this is getting to be a little bit worse and worse, like the stomach issues started to get worse and worse. And I ended up um, finding that I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. Now that was what my doctor had said. I basically did not believe her. I said, you know what, I'm, I somehow deep down inside, I don't believe that that's something I want to believe that I have. and. I started to look for a different method to heal what I had. What was happening was I was a speech language pathologist at the time. Right now I still have the credentials for the US, um, the Speech Language Hearing Association or ASHA for short. I'm non-practicing in Manitoba right now um, for various reasons but uh, basically just I'm following a different path. So, at the time, as a speech language pathologist, I was working for um, the Rehab Center for Children here. And I was losing a lot of days at work, and just because my stomach was hurting so badly on a daily basis. And of course, the stress was getting to me for whatever reason. I just graduated in 2003. Um, with my my SLP degree. And I didn't know what was going on. I was trying everything possible. My doctor had sent me for a um, colonoscopy or a referral for one. By the time I'd gone, the, um, the the doctor had mentioned to me that I you know, didn't have an inflamed bowel at the time. So I had to come back. I thought, you know what, this is taking way too long. And there was no medication for it. At the same time, I was seeing a friend who was basically, she was a a sugarer, so body sugarer, but she had all these modalities and she ended up um, being a Reiki master as well as had been branded a shaman where she came from in the North. And I just, I enjoyed going to her for reflexology, like a kind of a one-stop shop. And she told me she was doing Reiki on me at the same times that she was doing reflexology because I found her hands would get so hot. I'm like, gee, that feels so good. And every time I came out of there, I felt like I had, well, a healing, I could say. My stomach was not feeling as bad. And I just felt wonderful, even when she did body sugaring on me, which, I mean, that's strange. (laughs) So... She told me that if I ever wanted to come to see her for doing Reiki uh, as a as an instructor and a, like a student of hers and to become an instructor, then I would be more than welcome and she would be so happy to teach me. She says, there's no pressure whenever you feel ready. She says, because I think that you would be a very powerful healer, not only for yourself, but for others. And here I kind of discounted. I just threw it off, you know, like, oh, thank you very much. (laughs) But those sessions were really quite remarkable. And so after doing a few sessions with her, with just Reiki, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to be taking this. I have to start doing something to take back my health. The doctors are not helping me right now. They don't really know what to do other than say that you have irritable bowel and take either take something as a (laughs) band-aid so I did I ended up taking my level one Reiki in 2002 and I began to start healing myself and wow I did not uh, that among um having a, a live blood cell analysis to see if I should change a little bit in my diet and my mindset was what Turned everything around. I did not have the symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome within probably about a year and a half of me doing the different, um, the change in lifestyle as well as doing Reiki on myself. And I was so inspired by that. I also took the level two in 2004. And at that time, I really didn't, I started doing Reiki for others, but it was more family and friends. And I really enjoyed doing that. But I I never really thought that I could do anything much more. And it was shortly after I'd taken my level two that I started to feel more intuitive. And I had started to realize that uh, I had bought like a, a deck of Oracle cards and that I started to get my own information from the cards and I didn't know where it was coming from, but I was reading into it. So my story starts with a problem with myself that I was able to heal on my own, as well as with the effects of somebody who had Reiki as a modality in the first place, but also to move forward to use that intuition and my own method of healing to help other people. So that was eye opening and amazing. (laughs)
0: That is absolutely amazing, and I think it's interesting how these modalities sometimes, in a way, find us.
1: (laughs) They do, they do.
0: Mm Hmm. Um. So, Reiki. Can you explain to us what exactly is Reiki? Uh, for our listeners, maybe maybe perhaps take us through also what happens in a treatment. Sure. Mm -hmm. Reiki is
1: well an alternative method of healing that is um, that was. Basically originated in um, in the East, in Japan, and with some foundations in um, in Tibet as well. And it's a it's a healing method that involves taking the energy because basically everything around us in the universe is made of energy. Um, that is actually statistically proven, <laughs> and um, we we do have that capability of utilizing the energy around us. So with the energy in the environment, Reiki uses uh, the the universal energy and ourselves as a conduit to take that energy down through us, through our hands. And on a laying on of hands to your client, that energy is, is, is pulled down and put into the client to heal the energies within or basically help them to promote their own healing abilities. And allow that energy to be balanced throughout their bodies. We have, um, well, we have more than seven uh, uh, energy centers called chakras, but uh, basically the seven major chakras that are um, that I'll speak of is is what is balanced amongst the rest of the energy centers that we have within us. And so, with that energy flowing with us, it's basically tackling um, the physical, the mental. Emotional and spiritual ways of balancing that energy. If you have an ailment and like, if you feel a physical sensation or a physical dis ease, it is because your energy in some form or some place in your body is off balance or blocked. And what you need to do is have that energy flow continue in order to remove that disease, because that physical form of the t- disease is basically the last portion. Your body tells you in so many different ways whether you, this is something that you have to put your attention to, and then at the very end, it's physical and it's saying, "Hey, like, like a child screaming at you and having a tantrum, <laughs> I need some <your> help." Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Finally, if you're able to have the Reiki energy flowing through you and to help in that balance maybe in more than one section, then basically you're able to relieve or remove completely that disease so Reiki energy is utilizing that energy, and there is no there's there's no transfer as per se between um the Reiki practitioner and the client. you as the practitioner become a tube or a conduit for that energy flow. And what's beautiful is that because of that flow of energy being so pure and unconditional, it is also helping to heal methods or things within you as the practitioner. So if you I'm not sure if you wanted me to go through the chakras or if you wanted to do that
0: yourself (laughs) i would love for you to go through the chakras it's so um yeah i would i'm sure the listeners would love to hear them it's um it's so interesting how parallel this is to prana Mm -hmm. um you know when we look at the yogic lineage that you know energy is everything and prana is that life force that makes us be alive, lets us be alive here on earth. And when our prana, you know, when the, the nadis and the chakras and whatnot are out of line or blocked, it's like when disease happens in the body. So same thing with Reiki, just different, um, words explaining it in a way. Um, and that the person is the channel, you know, the conduit to be able to have that energy flow. Like with prana, we take it in from our food, from our air and Reiki, it just happens that we're, having you know some help from a channel to be able to <laughs> bring it into certain parts of our body. So um, I know some of the listeners might know what the chakras are and nadis in and the energy system, but yeah, I would love for you to go through it if you have some time here.
1: Absolutely. Um, and it's funny that you say that about prana too, because Reiki, um, it's basically a kanji or a, a, a Japanese um, word for universal life force energy. Mm-hmm. So it is exactly what we are, exactly what the prana is. Um, the chakras, and chakra is also, it's a sans- Sanskrit word that is describing the energy centers within our body. Um, we have the seven major chakras that many may be familiar with. And we're going to start at the base of the spine. Um their energy center, which is more of a, like a spiral, circular kind of um, uh, energy, is called the root chakra or base chakra, and it is consistent with the frequency of the color red. So, what it does and what it what it is is basically our our attachment and our groundedness to Earth and to our lineage, to our ancestors, our family. Um, And so if that is out of balance, then you may feel out of touch with people, out of touch with your family and not really knowing where you're going or where you're heading. The next that we have, the second chakra, is uh, the sacral chakra behind the belly button. So it's basically in that circular region, once again, basing in the spine. And it is consistent with the frequency of orange. It's our sacred sexual center, and it also pairs with the root to be able to have that um, feeling of and, and when I say sexual, I'm, I don't necessarily mean of physical sex. It does pair that, but it's the driving creativity of our world. It's literally our for us as as women, sacred feminine or sacred male, and with that out of touch we lose touch of our femininity or our masculinity. We have imbalances within the male and female energies. And because we as humans, we have both energies. We have both male and female energies to balance ourselves out. So if that if that is out of place, we may need to be able to um, keep that in balance to, to stay more connected as um, into humanity. The next chakra that we have is... Um, our solar plexus chakra, the third chakra, and it is consistent with the frequency of yellow. It's just basically below the breastbone. And I only say this in general terms too, because the energies flow within each other. Um, They're paired or started within originates in the spine, but basically it goes to make yourselves balanced. Basically, it goes from um, one to the other. So the solar plexus is our control center. It's our, whenever they say drop your core, I've heard that a lot in fitness or, you know, anything um, where you're doing muscle, uh, muscle work, they say drop your core. Well, your core is there. That's your control center. If you are, it's confidence, it's your power center. And that one, I'd have to say, is being really tapped into at this time of um, of COVID, where that power is is being uh, it's being manipulated by fear, unfortunately. So, if it turns out that that is un- imbalanced, which I'm sure is consistent with um, many people on the on the planet, then you will feel unsure in your confidence. You will have doubts you may also feel as though you have no power and that others are there for telling you what you should do and you will you know believe in only that and not put in your own um ideas for empowerment so that's something i think you know we we could really tap into at this time <clears throat> The the next chakra that we have, the fourth chakra, is our heart chakra. And that one I think we're very familiar with because, man, does it ever govern everything that we think and do as emotions. But our heart chakra is our way to love in all capacities. So it's consistent with the, um, the color of green. And there is also that love of pink, which is beautiful. So that is love in all senses. Love of self, love of others, love of the universe creator, source, God, um, whatever you may may use as a, as a term. So if that is out of place, you're not feeling loved, you may have difficulties in relationships. That's a huge center. And it's also very, very powerful. When we go a little further up, we're into the throat chakra, which is consistent with the color blue. And it deals with communication, but it's not just communication with others, it's communication with our source, God, universe. And if that is ever blocked, then you are feeling lost. You may, um, have difficulties in, in, uh, feeling that you're being, that you're being heard. Speaking the truth is, it goes beyond in speaking truth as we know it. It's basically knowing what you're saying is the truth by spiritual form your soul knows what the truth is with yourself. And sometimes when we doubt what, who we know, who we are, and you're coming out to say, say, for example, um, you really love the job that you're in, but on the flip side, you know that it's not giving you everything that you want from it. That is basically not speaking the truth that your soul knows, knowing where you're going with your passion, your, your truth. That's what that is for this the throat chakra is something very um, uh, physically uh if it's out of balance the the physical portion of it will be very well known to you. The next chakra is our third eye chakra, which is just basically in our our, our uh, uh, forehead area and that one is for clarity it's it's consistent with uh the purple or violet um and It's all about knowing where you're going, having clarity in your journey. And also when the messages and guidance come in from your guide, source, energy, spirit, you are able to understand what it is you're supposed to do in a clear fashion. And that's, that's what the third eye is able to do. It's very, um, consistent with that, uh, the connection with your crown, which is the the last or seventh chakra. And that's at the top of your head, consistent with the color of uh, of purple or white. Um, It also generates, and people have said it generates a color, the golden color, because it's also basing with the eighth chakra, which is another one that we're not going to go into. (laughs) But um, basically that all of that, that is our communication and connection with the universe. And whatever messages and or guidance we get from the universe coming through the sh- the crown can be generated and clarified through the third eye. Um, spoken, if we needed to taken heart in the in the uh, emotions, helps us to understand that we are in control of what we do and how we do it. We may come up with some ideas from that, so that we can. Um, Uh, perform it from the sacral sacral chakra and our root chakra will keep us grounded so that we're not completely feeling that we're space cases (laughs) when we're when we're activating this idea so that's how (laughs) they can balance with uh, a reiki session
0: that is so amazing so when we are having a Reiki session and this Reiki energy is traveling through the nadis. Apparently, the scriptures say there's already over 72,000 nadis, which are energy pathways within our body. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this Reiki energy is is channeling through these nadis and going to these huge vortexes of energy and really just working out the kinks and balancing them. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I love Reiki because it's so gentle mm-hmm. and it kind of just knows where to go and what to do just like everything in the universe <laughs> everything mm-hmm. on earth in nature miraculously just knows how to be right mm-hmm. reiki is that same thing It knows how to be and knows how to to rebalance and it's something that i find is very gentle whereas in the yogic system if we're looking at things uh, like, for example, pranayama, when we're controlling the prana, you know, there's a lot of preparation that needs to go in or else, you know, you could potentially blow a gasket <laughs> <laughs> in a matter of speaking. But um, with Reiki, you know, it's not something that could happen with That's that. Right. You know, it's super gentle. It so is. I it love is. that about it. Yeah. Um, so and there's so many benefits to it, too, right? That's um, right, Yeah.
1: I can speak on, on some of the benefits there too. I was going to mention that Reiki was generally used for uh, a relaxation method. So, um, here in the Western world, it's started as a, uh, it started as a relaxation method and basically has uh, progressed in knowing what it can and can't do. And I don't think there is any can't. <laughs> um, Reiki is one of those beautiful things that you can activate every part within you that, will help in, in the healing process. So through a Reiki session, um, basically there are hand positions that the practitioner will use in order to activate or to, to get um, more uh, uh, focused within the chakra systems that they're working with to balance them. And as that's, as that's happening and they're, they're using their, um, their hands in order to relay that energy through their client the client may or may not feel heat or cold or nothing, but some may see vibration or feel vibrations or see colors. There are many different um, responses to what could happen with the client when the Reiki session is being, or being done. Usually, the, a session is anywhere between, I say, 45, 40, 45 minutes to an hour, or it could be longer. Um, the, originally it, it was said to take almost two hours or, or more. Some people would take an hour to two hours working on, on a person. Uh, now just because of the modifications that, um, that have been done since the lineage uh, had brought it to the Western world, it's a little bit shorter, but it's just as effective. And what it will do is stimulate your immune system, your own system in order to heal what ails you. And just like you said, the energy will go where it needs to go. It's a very smart energy. So it uh, wherever you may touch, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to touch the head. If you have something going on with the head, it will heal the head, even if you're touching the, the stomach, because that's where it's going. So it's, it is gentle, very relaxing, very, very relaxing. And um, most of the times, my clients will end up either falling asleep <laughs> or, they, or they just may come out of the, the session with a very peaceful state of mind. And that's my goal. Whenever I do a session, um, I always hope that the client is feeling better and more peaceful than when they came in. That's my goal.
0: And, uh, and sometimes, you know, even though healing may be happening on a profound and deep level, um, it might not always be surface. In right. the way that is sensory, that someone might be able to perceive it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the person might come out of the session thinking, "Oh, well, I don't feel any different," but actually, deep down, you know, some scars and karmas and all these things are being worked on and sorted out to help this person evolve in their, in their consciousness. So, yes.
1: um and it, it helps in so many different ways. My clients, um, several of them would would say that it helps specifically with the anxieties that they may have. and Anxiety has gotten to be, anxiety and stress, I guess, has gotten to be a very, very potent part of what's governing people's lives today. So the anxiety seems to be very, very, um, well, diminished, I suppose, if someone has that, especially if they're in that relaxed state and going into their own ways of internal healing. Uh, but it also helps in so many different ways physical ways. I've had some miraculous things happen where, um, a lady, uh, a wonderful uh, friend of mine had taken several sessions with me and she had a cyst within her ovary and, uh, she was possibly going in for surgery. And she had a session with me, uh, actually two sessions prior to the next consult before the surgery and the cyst was gone. So she was healed of the cyst as of today. I believe that was one of the the problems with her conceiving for having a child. And she has her, she's had her first child several years ago. So wow. that was one beautiful thing. Um, another, I'm not going to profess that it actually can cure cancer, but I have had some people who've had cancer in the past where it has actually relieved a lot of the chemotherapy symptoms. And, um, in one case has actually taken away that cancer, which was a skin cancer. So it's, it's, it, it can do so many different things for you, healing in so many ways, because the first line of defense is the energy. Work with the energy, acknowledge the energy before it gets into a dis-ease. And when we call it a physical ailment, that's the dis-ease in our body. Not necessarily disease, but dis-ease if you, if you, you know, separate it. So acknowledging the fact that your body is trying to tell you something because our bodies are smart and work with the energy that could be causing the ailment or causing the, the body part to scream, then make sure that you do that first before as a great line of defense before it gets into something more physical.
0: Mm-hmm. As a society, we're used to thinking that things, you know, start in the body or they're because of genetics or, you know, certain things like that. But, um, you know, they start with the energy. Energy is everything. You know, that's that's what we're made of. So you're exactly right in saying that. And I think now even... Um, or for a while, the Mayo Clinic has been using Reiki as part of their treatment program, and so many other hospitals um, have integrated into to their, you know, palliative care and different nice. units for. Um, clients to be able to self treat. And I know for sure, there's not a day that goes by that I don't use Reiki in some way, whether it's to like Reiki, my food or water, or, you know, when I'm laying down to go to bed, just to give an extra little dose. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Almost every time it is so wonderful to actually do that in, in combination with meditation on yourself. If you want to help yourself to sleep. It is energy, if you think about it, is limitless everywhere. Everything that you can look at with our physical eyes has energy. It is limitless, and it has no beginning and no end. It is basically, it can heal in the past, the present, and the future, as we call it. If you want to look at a linear frame, it heals in every area. So there is no limit to what it can do and yeah, it is wonderful to utilize for sleep. I do it too, so <laughs> <laughs> on a daily basis, I'm doing that so that I can, you know, kind of calm the mind before going to bed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Everything protection, you know. I know every time I fly, I do the Reiki symbols. It's mm-hmm. like you go into a new space. You're clearing the space. Just there's so many things, um, you know, that you can do with it. And I, and in regards to experiences. Um, experiences aren't always the same you know I've had two really profound experiences when you've treated me mm-hmm. and uh, you know the first one was at your home in Winnipeg and the second one was actually at my home and they were completely different but both absolutely profound mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's interesting how you know just at different times our body needs different things so we'll be able to sense you know the sensation is going to be different um, yes right yeah, so I have another question here, and it's in regards to how you've personally benefited from practicing and teaching Reiki. I know you've talked about it um, a little bit in regards to your story, but you've also been training masters for a long time. You know How has this um, affected your life from both practicing and teaching it?
1: Profoundly, and that's just taking it out in one one word. From the moment that I had been attuned and they call it when you're actually just quote unquote turned on um, to, to being able to receive Reiki energy and or practice it. Um, from that mom- moment onward, I believe my intuition has just skyrocketed. And I believe that everyone that I treat helps me to hone that intuition to increase that energy flow so that I'm able to do even better the next time learning that much more about myself and about the energy around me. And of course my clients too, um, seeing their stories or, or, or basically hearing what it has done to help them has been remarkable. It's just absolutely, um, one of those times where you feel so good about what it is that you're doing and you know that you were meant to do that. So it has been a verification of what I'm to do on the planet, whether it's utilizing energy to help others or just in the response to help others in whatever method that I can do. So it has helped me to realize what my life purpose is. And it's also, whenever I've taught my classes, The classes have been so unified. People, once you finish the day or two days of of the classes, you are feeling so in touch with the people that are around you that nothing else matters. For example, I'm going to take this the life today. Right now, if you could be that person who feels the peace within, being the eye of the hurricane with the chaos going on around you, then you would feel no fear about what is going on. And quite honestly, I believe that the teachings, doing Reiki on myself, doing Reiki on others, as my my clientele, the intuition that has guided me to um, create my own card deck, uh, Oracle card deck, this whole thing has gotten me to a center of peace with COVID and all of the restrictions and things going on around me. I'm able to still stay at peace and feel grounded or at least know what I need to do in order to feel grounded um, and to help others feel grounded whenever they experience fear or doubt or just anxiety, It's plain anxiety and stress from the situation. So it's it's a cumulative effect, I believe, if you're a practitioner and or someone who is taking or getting, receiving Reiki, that you are feeling more and more at peace with yourself.
0: And as a a practitioner of Reiki, while you're giving Reiki, you're a channel. So the energy is going through you. So it's also, you know, affecting your energy positively as well. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like a, you know, a double benefit. You're able to help someone, but then you're also getting touched by it too, which is absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and i think right now um with you know what's happening on earth this evolution of consciousness and big transition that we're in um ecologically as well as um economically um, reiki is so needed and it's such a great tool that people can use but i'm wondering you know what kind of misconceptions do you run into um, are there any misconceptions that you run into when you know when people are asking you about Reiki um
1: here and there uh, one of the major ones is that it's a religion that it's uh, an Eastern religion and it is not um, as basically Reiki in itself is absent of religion it is mm-hmm. um, a method of healing and that's basically all you could say that it is it's it may have depending upon who believes one, one thing or another, um, it originated in a place like, like everything else. So it originated in an Eastern, uh, an Eastern area, but it's, it doesn't necessarily hold any type of religion, um, around it. So that's one of the things that I do find. And the misconception also is that it's woo woo. (laughs) And that it basically does, you know, it's, it's only for those who are, um, uh, spiritually inclined or, uh, those who believe in the woo, -woo, um, sentiment. And it's, it's not necessarily so bad. It's, it's something that can help everyone and everything. So it has no restrictions whatsoever. That's the kind of, I think that's, that's the, the thought patterns too. Also, some people believe that if you don't believe in it, you will not get the healing. And that is, if you have an intention to heal something with yourself, you're going to absolutely allow that energy to flow where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. If you have any blockages of thought patterns that will restrict you from believing in it or believing in that at all, if you give your permission, the energy will still flow. So it is, it's is—it's not necessarily something that you have to believe in in order for it to work. And that's what I usually, you know, I'll, I'll, those are maybe the three, but I've, I have not really encountered too many other than those, um, those preconceptions that people might have if they come to my table
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I say my massage table when I have them on there. So.
0: Well, for multiple reasons, there is, you know, when you talk about the woo-woo or the pseudoscience or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that, that there's a lot of reasons historically, you know, why that happened. And I think um, a lot of those have to do with power and religion <laughs> and different yes, things we're not even going to go into. But um, there's so much science behind energy work right now. I have, um, I'm just reading something here. It says scientific research describes promise as a complex multidimensional energy, a combination of electrical, magnetic, electromagnetic, photonics, ocular, thermal, and mental energies. Um, So, you know, there's so much work being done to, to... Observe these energies and see what they do. So it's you know it's fact, it's science, it's there. And even when you talk about, um, I don't know if you've read any of Joe Dispenza's work, but he yeah. scientifically describes how there's over two thousand chemicals in the cerebral spinal fluid. And when you do certain practices to bring the energy up the spine, it you know this fluid brushes by the pineal gland, stimulating it, sending out these electromagnetic you know, which is our intuition, how we can feel other people and sense, be extrasensory. So there's so many studies going on. It's like, I think we're past the time of, you know, woo woo. Yeah.
1: I totally agree (laughs) with that There
0: is, there is, I believe,
1: I have to say basically there, there was a scientific part of me. I, I had my basis in science. My father was a science teacher. And so my basis was in science and, and, I would have to say that I was sort of skeptical before I started to do Reiki on my own, um, and the more you actually had it done on you, then it, the more your 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 mind opens up to the possibilities. And I believe that is that's the whole thing. So I do look at the science of it as well, the the basis in neuroscience, um, and I do believe that we have the capabilities our chemical the chemical body balance that we have within us is responsive to the energy around it and within it. Um, our, our cells, well, what do our cells do? Our cells create energy in order for our body to work. I mean, it's it's so basic and so dynamic that you can't get away from the scientific part of it. I think a lot of people had difficulties in trying to research it because of some unknowns or having the right controls and that um that they weren't no they weren't sure exactly how to be able to to base that control first before creating something experimentally but at this time the responses i think where science may fall short a little bit in in explaining is the outcome Mm -hmm. because the outcomes are so, so different and diverse that, and, and all, most, I can't think of any one of the outcomes that I've ever done with Reiki being negative. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at positive and negative, Reiki, it, by its essence, actually cannot do harm. So no matter what your thought as, and as a practitioner, I don't expect you to actually be working on people. If you have a negative point of view, (laughs) (laughs) you know, completely out to lunch. Um, I would think that anything that goes, uh, anything of energy being so pure and wanting to heal will always have, uh, an outcome of a benefit of some sort. The one thing that people may not understand, um, when it when they do experience this is that if you do have a session and something comes up where you're very um, emotional to 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 something whatever that may be it could be just even a commercial on television if you're watching television it may enhance those emotions because you're dealing with something within so deep that you may not have known it through your conscious your conscious mind so the Reiki energy is dealing with something very subconscious within you, and the the quote unquote negative parts of things that might come out is just an emotional response that you're not used to, or that you have experienced in the past. Um, maybe you have felt uh, pain or or fear of a relationship in the past, and that comes up because you can't stop thinking about the person that had done you wrong. Quote unquote, uh, but that also with Reiki energy goes away very quickly and that's that's the beautiful thing about the outcomes of Reiki is that it's so beneficial it's healing it's permanent it's so it's just like any energetic um, energy out there that's any and en- any energy out there it is there in response to what it is that you've got going on with yourself it's the outcome is, is basically always beneficial
0: Hmm. I've also heard something, uh, to the tune of in order to come out, it has to come up in order to come up, it has to come out. Um, so, you know, when it, when things are being released, you know, we might feel little, you know, physical things here and there, mental things here and there. Um, but it's because they're being released,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, you know, kind of like detoxed from our energetic, our whole being, you know, the different layers of our being. So yeah. So, what made you decide about making a career of helping people through this modality through Reiki? Well, that one that
1: that thought of of taking the energy and helping other people, I believe, had started ever since I was a kid. I'd always wanted to help somebody, no matter what it was. Even just say staying at lunchtime to help somebody to read. You know, if I was in elementary school, you know, it it was. Something where my basic want and desire was always to help someone in some way, and when I started in as um, in my profession as a speech language pathologist in two thousand and three, I realized that I could help people in doing something that in, in communication in general to communicate and my my most important um role in that was to help people who had no method of communication uh to communicate with with their family and friends and 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 to become integrated in their community and that was for those who had any physical uh physical mental challenges um when i started to do that i recognized that speech language pathology has a specific doctrine and discipline and I also found that it, that it was lovely, except I wanted to do more. I I felt as though some of the clients that I, I had as a as a speech language pathologist, an SLP for short, um, they were benefiting a lot from the speech therapy, but I was also sensing something within them that governed what test I would use or what method of of uh, um, of program, speech-language program that I would use with them. And that intuition started to grow once I had uh, been attuned to my level one Reiki. When I did that, I thought, I'm starting to become more interested in that side of, of healing, helping them than I was with SLP. But I, I mean, the communication actually helped me tremendously, as an SLP, I can still help others. And I still believe that it's a wonderful profession to help others in communication. Absolutely amazing. Um, Paired with the intuition that was growing from Reiki um, and and basically my evolution as as a spiritual being, I realized that I wanted to take that to the next level. I wanted to help other people to communicate as I did with guides, spirit, source, God, um, a little bit better than being able to have kind of the red tape and the discipline <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that kind of covers was, you know, speech, language, pathology. And so I started to find clients that actually were interested in what I had to say, what I wanted to do. Um, sometimes even just touching, a child at the time when we could uh, just touching a child in the back, realizing that my hand would start to give Reiki energy to that child. They would smile, and it's—I mm-hmm. mean, it was—it was just extraordinary. Some of the the results I would get and the the thought patterns I would get with their programming. So I thought, you know, maybe I should pursue this a little bit more because it is really fulfilling to me um, at this time. As far as I know they haven't uh, the uh the the uh, organizations that I have been belonged to as an SLP have not paired Reiki with um with speech language pathology or if anything at this moment it's it's very few and far between but it may be beginning and that to me is very mm. very beautiful. So yeah, I think
0: oh, it was so so important.
1: Absolutely. You know, and you can pair it with anything. This is the beautiful thing about it. It will Govern your desire to want to help a person in a holistic fashion, rather than just saying um, medically and pharmaceutically, or in one type of therapeutic program. So you can accommodate it into their entire um, their entire program. So you know it's it's a beautiful beautiful addition to what they what a person is going through.
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely I think I attuned Ryder to level one just after you um attuned me to master that was all those years ago and um I remember he would have been a young I don't remember how old he would have been three or four or something and you know just through our whole life it's anytime he gets hurt you know it's okay Ryder you know you can you know heal yourself so he rubs his hands together and gives himself reiki or you know anytime you know I'm having a day where you know I have a sore knees or wrist whatever he's like okay mommy hold on and he'll rub his hands together and come (laughs) over and give me reiki and you know it's just that knowing that everything is energy right and that through the power of You know channeling the reiki energy and also the power of thought we have the power to heal ourselves which is which is super exciting you know it doesn't cost anything (laughs) you know
1: exactly it's it's
0: right there
1: that that energy
0: within us
1: and and you know that's you're right about the fact that we have that thought pattern that we can we can heal ourselves our our bodies minds and souls are absolutely completely in in control and and um very very intelligent. So even today, I've always said too, energy is part of everything that we do, everything that we think, and everything that we say. We don't think that our words actually have energy behind them, but they do. We don't think that our thoughts have energy behind them, but they do. And when you send them into the universe by thinking whatever it is that you're thinking, you could be thinking that you really want something in particular in life. And all of a sudden, somehow the the, the um, energy kind of works into a vibra- vibratory pa- fashion that you get what you want. Um, it can also do the same thing for what you don't want. If you put your mind to that, your thoughts and the energy will create that for you. And that I believe, unfortunately, is, is also something that is happening in this time period where we're seeing a lot of that fear perpetu- perpetuating um, and it's that thought pattern that is also being reminded by um whether it's media or or somebody else that's talking about the the situation right now. that's where our bodies can our minds basically can and can change that can change that considerably and to put us into a place of peace if we just allow those thoughts to subdue or or diminish altogether.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's so important what we, um, what we have in our mind and what we're putting out there. Um, so mm-hmm. do you have a go-to practice, you know, whether it's like a Reiki practice or a mantra or meditation, um, or anything that works instantly to relieve stress, especially in these times and I bring a sense, you know, just bring that, bring a person back to their calm.
1: <laughs> I do. And Uh, There are a couple, actually a couple different things that I either instruct other people to do or myself, and that's just taking breaths. The breath is so important for one. Um, When you take three deep breaths and basically breathing in and holding for a few seconds, whether it's two to four seconds, and then releasing slowly for about six seconds, man, it just, it's amazing. It's healing. It's healing in itself. So taking three deep breaths, wherever you are, whether you're in traffic or sitting at your desk um, or anywhere that is causing you uh, any type of stress or anxiety, uh, that helps considerably. I've also used, believe it or not, I did a meditation. I was starting to do a meditation channel and I, I haven't done too much in the last few years just because of life but I have two meditations on my channel would you believe I actually listen to my own (laughs) so there is and this is not just for promotional (laughs) (laughs) um, capabilities but it's it's more because I found that I do actually get very relaxed when I listen to mine the YouTube channel is called going up but at the moment because it doesn't have too many Um, things on it I don't have uh, as much people coming to it so you can look at it for um, uh, just plugging in my name Lygia Ramturan and it'll come up in the YouTube um, section or I'll I'll also provide it in the link for for you to put into your podcast links and there's one that's a relaxation link and the other one is uh, um, for love and unconditional love the relaxation both of them are fairly short one is 8 minutes the other one's about 12 minutes and the 8 minute relaxation uh video meditation was put out to a client a corporation uh where they were asking for something cuz they loved whenever i would do meditations with their um in their their human resources uh, meetings And it was so wonderful that I thought, you know what, I'm going to do one for, for them to access at any time. So it's made so that you could have it on the go, um, in a, in a short capacity. So I listened to that. If I wanted to really take my mind from a place of craziness (laughs) down to, you know, something that's, that relaxes me so that I'm basically able to sleep or to just relax before doing anything else. And Something else that I always remind myself of a friend of mine the same actually the the, the friend of mine that is um, very important in my life she's done angel channeling, I believe it's an energy type work um, she helped me to see something in my life by giving me one phrase and that phrase guided from spirit source universe was believe. And it will be. And that is basically creating your own reality, but it's also believe what you want to have happen in your life, and it will be. And that's something I don't know if I would say that as a mantra, but there are occasions when in in meditation, if I've had some something on my mind, that will come up. And I will say it over and over and over again until my mind says, you know what? I think you're starting to believe it. (laughs) Those are the things I would say.
0: Those are amazing things. And I definitely don't think it's, um, you know, weird to listen to your own recording. I think that's how I started recording mine too, just recording Yoga Nidra ones so that I could... Treat myself, (laughs) and then you know, and then um, and then put it out to the world. But um, I definitely advise people to go listen to your meditations, just because your voice in itself (laughs) is just so soothing. You know, uh, you have that type of energy that just being in your presence, even just through your voice, that it's like this motherly, nurturing, calming (laughs) energy that you're like wrapped in a blanket. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, do more, definitely do more. I plan um, on it. (laughs) I look forward to hearing more of them. Mm -hmm. So now is the time where I ask you the big question. Mm -hmm. And the big question is, how do you dial in? And what exactly does dialing in mean to you? Or I guess you could say, what is it that you are dialing into?
1: Dialing in for me is communing with my guides, being able to sit quietly with myself, which is also a form of self-care and allow questions to arise for spirit to answer. And then just actually sitting in silence and allowing allowing those answers to come to you. Um, when I quote unquote dial in, there are occasional times where uh, I will sit in meditation, and I say occasional because I do meditations at different times in the day, anyways. But uh, I will occasionally sit and meditate to get some extra answers. And again, meditation, which I do talks on as well, but meditation does not necessarily mean you need to sit in, in you know, in, in a cross-legged position with your fingers in, in a, in a, you know, position that you've seen on television or on pictures. You could go for a walking meditation. You can sit in silence and just breathe and focus on your breath. And when I say focus, I just mean recognize that you're breathing. Count the breaths to three and continue. One, two, three. One, two, three. That's meditation. When I go into that meditation, I am dialing in for sure. The other way that I do it, and more often if I want to dial in, I actually read my own oracle cards. And that to me is so important. Um, I have many different decks of other people creating, uh, other people who have created the cards and I will read cards for myself. And that gives me guidance to remember who I am and remember where I am, because these cards are actually giving you some wonderful messages. Some are wake up calls, <laughs> but others are, you know, just really wonderful messages that, that are are perfect. always seems to be perfect for you to recognize at that time. So that's, on occasion, I will also look at my own cards that I've got some channels for. I've got, um, I'm channeling uh, 44 cards, and I've got half done. And I've realized that um, I have an artist that is, uh, that is um, going to be painting the graphics with it. And it's quite beautiful, but I know that it's going to take a little bit longer to finish the deck. So what I'm planning on doing is putting up recordings of my voice, since you mentioned my voice can actually be very soothing and mm. uh, putting up a couple of the, um, of the cards, if not all half of them onto my, my channel going up. Um, and, uh, and just getting the messages out for people to listen to because they are they I'm channeling from my guides when I was dialed in and mm-hmm. I do believe that these messages are appropriate for today. Uh, the other half mm-hmm. of them I have looked at myself and they are appropriate for what is to come. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is very interesting and how I know that is. The way I dial in is just talking to my guides. That's the only the only way I can say it. But uh, I hope to get that up uh, within the next few months and people can have that opportunity to have that to dial into their own well-being.
0: Mm, beautiful. Speaking of dialing into that and speaking of cards, is there any chance that perhaps we could do a little bit of a reading for the viewers? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Now, I've chosen a deck based on what my guides have mentioned, and it is called uh, The Sacred Destiny Oracle by Denise Lynn. I just got these actually recently. I've seen them before mm. uh, through Hay House Publishing, and they're just lovely uh, 52 card decks in here, or cards. And there's two messages. Now, this is for the readers whom I don't know, but I trust spirit will actually know who these are talking to and i'm picking two cards at this time that are that kind of uh highlight themselves to me
0: so these will be for anyone who happens to find themselves upon listening to this podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that may be many from time to come i do believe that i've i've tapped into um, my universal guides to uh to help for whomever hears the podcast so mm. the first card we have <laughs> is success mm. so i'm just showing it up there for you it's quite beautiful too like the, the the messages are um very to the point and i can if i need to interpret i will interpret as well so um, Denise Lynn has a beautiful way of of, um, saying the message. She describes it first, and then she says the channeled message. So the description is called tropical jungle. Tropical jungles are some of the richest and most successful habitants on our planet. They have incredible diversity, a multitude of plant varieties and animal inhabitants. They are dense with life force that is rapidly growing and rapidly changing. The lushness of their vegetation is essential to the ecological health of the earth. In many ways, the success of the planet depends on the rainforest. These areas are called the lungs of the planet. The plants absorb carbon dioxide, produce oxygen, and help reduce the impact of worldwide climate change. In addition, thousands of plant and animal species that may have medical properties have yet to be discovered. The Sacred Landscape wants you to know. This is her channeling. Satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment are at hand. Success is waiting to expand in your life. Be ready to accept and embrace the success, for it might occur rapidly. All is possible. The gates of triumph are waiting to open. Being in a state of gratitude for all the small successes in your life will give birth to larger ones. Your satisfaction will come in many forms and from many areas of life. Celebrate it all and breathe it all in no matter how small or seemingly insignificant. This is an excellent time to make commitments, sign contracts, and make deals. Good fortune will ensue." And I think a little bit of interpretation is gorgeous. It's just beautiful. The, the, the interpretation I see here for most of the, the listeners that you have, but not all of them, is that success is what you make of it. Success is anything that you do. It could be a recipe that you feel that you've made successfully. It could be something that you do for someone else where you have created something, whether it's by knitting or anything that is crafty in your nature. And we do not look at our successes for a long period of time before we go on to the next success, the next something that we have to create in order to be successful. I believe that we just have to stop and recognize what's there, recognize what we've done in our lives. Because if we didn't, if we didn't actually do these things, we wouldn't learn from them. We wouldn't recognize that there is success. And I would not say failure but I would say a learning experience. Success is always there. And if you actually generate or want to generate more successes within your life, all you have to do is be grateful for what you have and what you get. And specifically for um, the sense right now where COVID restrictions, um, people that are having difficulties with (laughs) dis-ease, I believe that there is a, a successful outcome to this. Because our minds will move towards it. No matter what happens, we're all in this together. And I believe that with a global consciousness that has success at hand, we can't go wrong. We're hoping for success. We're wanting success. We're wanting to move forward in our consciousness. And whether we know it or not, we're going to get there. No matter what. That success.
0: That was yeah. beautiful. I yeah. love. You know, we are in this all together. <laughs>
1: oh yes, we are. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 can't say that we're we're going to be separate separate in the sense that we are individualized. We have to work with ourselves first before we can become part of that consciousness to work together, and that is why 2020 happened. We worked with what we had to do with ourselves, we worked on our demons, we had to get through that. And some people are still doing that at this time and may still do it throughout 2021 and maybe into another year. But eventually what is going to happen, and this may be mm, two to four years down the road, that an eventual huge success. And I say, if you count your little successes, then you're going to see the bigger picture out of this. But if you're really looking for the big bang, then that'll be the huge success that will come from us regaining and recognizing, re-recognizing our empowerment. Mm -hmm. And so the next one is, coincidentally, release. Mm -hmm. And I have an idea already of what that means, especially when it comes following success. So the, the message is release Autumn light. The cooler days and change of color in the leaves mark the seasonal change from summer to autumn. The bracing wind wildly flings the red, orange, and yellow leaves from the trees as they spiral to the dampened, dark earth. Lingering sunshine filters through the canopy of vividly colored leaves, creating an autumnal glow. In the great cycle of life, fall is the time of letting go. Just as spring is the time of new birth, and summer the time of expansion and growth, fall is the time of the harvest. It is the time to begin the inward journey into the restoring and renewing season of winter. The Sacred Landscape wants you to know, and her channel message is, When you receive this card, it is time to let go and surrender. Let go of situations, people, and objects that do not serve you. Let go of old, outmoded, self-limiting beliefs that drag you down. This is a time of stripping away superficial distractions until you reach who you are at the core. If you are holding on to the old, it is difficult for anything new to come into your life. Begin to clear your home and living environments of clutter. If you don't love it or use it, it is probably clutter. (laughs) Clear it out of your space. It's time for a detox. To get ready for the new, you must release the old.
0: Uh, so important, so important.
1: Very much so, and this is what is happening to all of us on a global scale right now. We're literally being forced to release because we are growing as a conscious humanity together and so is the earth the earth is doing the same thing because she is part of a huge solar system and huge universe that is growing as well so releasing is a part of success if we are doing the same thing that we're doing we're always going to get what we got that is quoted by Colette Baron-Reed all the time she's also a, a very amazing oracle card reader I feel that release something that we need to do for the outcome release the outcome we want so much which also is a part of impatience Mm -hmm. and this is something we are an impatient species but if we're able to get beyond that then we can have a clearer view of what's to come and that that what does come to us will be success we will find that releasing every preconceived notion of what is happening out there that doesn't mean not recognizing it you can recognize it realize it just put it in the back of your mind but release your attachment to it release your attachment to uh, what you want from this situation and just allow it to happen our our method of release has got to be something that we're working on whether it's basically subconscious or or, or consciously and 2020 being literally the transformation transitional year into the new age of Aquarius release is important and release is happening whether we like it or not Mm -hmm. it may be outwardly or it may be in our dreams and our dream cycles that's the the most um, gentle way of doing it So the outcome for this, I would have to say for the, for the, uh, for the card reading is allow yourself, allow the guides that you have. And even if you don't believe that there is something out there, know and put within your intention that the outcome that is coming is for the good of yourself and the good of all mm-hmm. let everything just fall as they may into the, to create the puzzle, to see the entire landscape from an outer point of view. Try not to get let dramas come within you. Just take note that they're there. Maybe read if you need to, but don't get involved. Be with yourself and know that the outcome is going to be positive. It's going to be lovely. It's going to be what it needs to be. And If there are any doubts that that is the case, re-listen to the podcast. <laughs>
0: that was beautiful and absolutely perfect thank you so much for sharing that Mm logia and um now with everything moving to zoom the great thing about it is people can um contact you for readings over zoom as well yes Mm -hmm.
1: yes zoom i do zoom facetime and skype
0: and um and with reiki being energy and everything being energy we can you know also do distance reiki um Yes. uh through zoom and and whatnot as well so
1: okay.
0: um the way the world is transitioning you know it, moving, moving to electronics and being able to connect with people all over the world this way—it's so amazing. So, if you're listening from, you know, Greece or uh, down in Australia, you can t- you can contact uh, Lygia as well for a reading. So she's everywhere. <laughs> so, do you have any final words uh, to share with our listeners today, Lydia? I would say that.
1: Follow your dreams, follow your passions. I followed mine and it's led me to a world and a life that I would never have expected that I was going to live from the moment I was born. And if you follow that passion, no matter where it is, no matter what it is, and no matter what other people say about it, you're going to be living a life of truth and live a life in the joy that you have within you and that's the most important thing we're here to live out of happiness it may not look like that on the outside but what we have on the inside is something to be joyful about thank you so much for listening (laughs)
0: Mm, well thank you so much for being here um I know there's so much more we could talk about. Um, so we'll have to at some point we'll have to do another podcast. but um, uh, thank you for gracing us with your presence and sharing your wisdom and sharing all about Reiki. If people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? At the moment, um, it
1: would probably be through email or by phone. if I'm I, I would say if someone is is uh, um, in the international sense I'm living in Canada so if, if they're in the international sense the best way is through email at this time uh, my, my um, website is being revamped and is in progress and eventually it will be no stone unturned so it'll be no-stoneunturned.com uh, but at this point my email lirm19 at gmail.com would be the best way to get in touch with me for a reading
0: Perfect, and I'll post that down in the podcast comments as well uh, so people can um, be in touch with you there so thank you again so much um, for for again sharing your wisdom it's great to have you here and it's always great to speak with you like I said your voice is just so nurturing and calming you just want to wrap up in a blanket and and enjoy the bliss of it so uh, thank you for being with us here today and uh, we hope to have you back again soon
1: it was an honor and a pleasure. Thanks so much, Shannon. You've been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful.
0: Wow. What an amazing time with Lydia. Thank you so much, Lydia. We started off today by Lydia telling us her own story of healing and how she used energy work and the power of positive thinking to overcome it. She talks about how, if you have a physical dis ease, it is because of the energy somewhere in your body being blocked. She talks about the power of Reiki to heal certain blockages and help rebalance the body, relieve, and remove diseases. As a practitioner of Reiki, one becomes a channel of the energy that is flowing from the universe to the person receiving the Reiki. Lydia then walks us through the chakras in the body and how to identify imbalances within them. She talks about how working with Reiki can help to correct those imbalances. Lydia fills us in on what a session is like and what benefits come out of a treatment or a session. Now, during the pandemic, anxiety and stress are two of the things that are governing people's lives today, and she finds that a lot of her clients find that Reiki is profound in dealing with both anxiety and stress. She also talks a bit about the benefits to the practitioner or channel. As the Reiki is going through the practitioner, they are also receiving the benefits. We talked about a few of the misconceptions, such as Reiki being related to religion, which it is not, and it is absent from religion. Energy is a part of everything that we do, everything that we think and everything that we say when you... Send your intentions into the universe, Legia says. You get what you want, but you can also get what you don't want, and it's a thought pattern within your vibration, so it's being careful about what you think about. She talks about her go-to method to relieve anxiety and stress and the power of just breathing. We then find out how Lygia dials in her communing with her guides allowing for questions to arise from spirit and then for spirit to answer and just letting the answers come to her meditation is a huge tool she uses in her own spiritual practice and with her clients we finish off with having Lydia do a reading for all of you the viewers pulling the cards success and release Lygia does card readings and Reiki via Zoom, FaceTime, and Skype, so make sure and check the comments in the episode for her contact information. She finishes by telling us to follow our dreams and passions life is short people. Let's just make sure we're doing what we are doing and using the power, the infinite power of the universe and this Reiki energy to be able to harmonize and balance our systems. So um, thank you so much, Lydia. It was a pleasure having you here today and uh, learning about Reiki. If you're interested in learning more, I know you can book a private session with Lydia, and uh, she also has some uh, practitioner trainings coming up very shortly here. So just a little bit of a history on Reiki. Dr. Usui, who is a Shingon Buddhist priest and physician, was guided on his own spiritual journey to search for the secret behind the miracle healings of Christ and Buddha. And during her search he rediscovered an ancient healing art detailed in a 1100 year old buddhist manuscript it was called the tantra of the lightning flash that heals the body and illuminates the mind and for those of you that study tantra and pranic healing you know that um Prana is the life force energy that flows within everything and through certain practices one can learn to not only um, control their own prana, but also to um, channel prana and, uh, and heal blockages within others. So from this ancient source, Dr. Usui molded a seven level tantric teaching into what has become the modern day healing technique known as Reiki, which we've been talking about today. The Japanese word rei means universal and ki is life force or chi which some also uh, pronounce it life force energy. Together they describe the source of healing and the universal life force energy. So there are also two essential aspects of reiki and the first is the simplicity of the technique. The healer which uh, Lydia mentioned. With sincerity and purity of intention connects to and becomes a channel for the universal life force energy before commencing a healing session the hands are then placed on the body of the person requiring healing and this is done in a specific sequence designed by dr. Usui vital energy flows from the universe through the healer to the person being healed and a principle of Reiki is that the body uses its own innate wisdom to draw in what it needs for the healing. Reiki increases and balances the vital energy of the body and the mind. It also exposes them to a much higher vibratory frequency of energy, allowing the energy blocks to be penetrated and dissolved, just like Ligia explained. So this is a little short, brief introduction. Of, uh, of the healing powers of this ancient tool, so thank you again for everyone that tuned in today to listen. And I know we will definitely be having Lygia back to share more of her wisdom with us. So, thank you again so much. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining us on the Dialed In podcast. This is your host Shannon Lynn. Namaste.